Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yes, yes. Welcome back to the Tim McKernan Show with guests from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Thank you, live studio audience of Action Jackson. It's exciting times. We are living in exciting times. You know, this podcast was put on the map, as I speak as if the podcast is on the map, (laughs) because of our interviews. And then the pandemic happened, Jackson. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And so I couldn't do interviews in person. But you know what's happened since I did my last interview for the podcast, it's one word, and it starts with a Z. Oh, Zoom. That's right. The game has changed. Big time. And I think what that's going to allow us to do is to do more interviews as opposed to asking people to come into the studio. Now, I still like people coming into the studio, but it's just not going to happen like it did. Yeah. It was nuts that we got it for as many years as we did. We had three years of it. So when Joe Buck, our guest today, presented by Telemore Do. Um, joined us and we were texting about coming on. I didn't even bother asking about coming to the studio. Never mm-hmm. even asked. It was yeah. just kind of understood. Yeah. And he's 10 minutes at the most from our studio, but it's just kind of understood. That's, that's the way it is. And now I think as opposed to the start of the pandemic, I think people are now more comfortable being honest, transparent, engaging over Zoom than people were at the start of the pandemic. That is that is my master's thesis for today's edition of the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios with guest Joe Buck presented by Telemore Do. Think about it. What do you think? I, yeah, I think that you're, you're right. Just people, I think, before, like at the beginning of the pandemic were hesitant with the technology. They didn't know really how it would sound. But now that we've had experience with it, I mean, you can with the right microphones too. You can make it sound like you know you're you would you wouldn't have to tell people that you're not in the same room. Sometimes. Right, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So it's so I, you know Joe does his podcast, which I spend a lot of time on at the front end of the interview. Daddy issues with Oliver Hudson, Kate Hudson's uh, brother, and uh, I love the podcast. And their podcast is essentially become QFTA, which we will continue to do here on the Tim McKernan Show, which is them just kind of fucking off. And it, when they started their podcast, it was guess, 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 and they got ridiculous guests. But then what happens in a podcast or even a radio show, if you build it around guests, at a point you you go, oh, man, we've kind of gotten everybody that we right. wanted, or now we're going back to people, or people are kind of like, I just don't, I do so many. Like I'm talking with Pat Maroon last week about us doing our podcast, 
And he's like, I do so many. There are already so many out there. I just don't want to ask guys to do it because I know they don't want to do it. So it just becomes kind of a thing. So I'm having Joe Buck on and Matt Rocchio, who now works at 101 ESPN in the same building as us. And I saw him. He goes, how was Joe Buck? Did he talk about the work stoppage? I go, yeah, he did. I, I goes, what would you guys talk about? I go, honestly, we just kind of fucked off. Yeah. But I, that's my preference. And now because I listen to his podcast, I know that's his preference and so I got to the work stoppage thing, and I got to the Aikman thing. Troy Aikman may be leaving Fox to go to Amazon Thursday Night Football and work with Al Michaels. But for the most part, I don't even—what do we talk about? I don't know. You're about to hear. And here's another thing, by the way, that I've since learned, and it's been nearly two years since we did interviews on a regular basis on this podcast. I go on too long on the front end. I go on too long. You know what? What are people wanting to hear, Jackson, right now? They're wanting to hear from Joe Buck. That's what they're wanting to hear from. Yeah, I guess. You know, <laughs> really? You, you don't? I don't know. I mean, I can I can set it up, but I just like sometimes I go on so damn long because I'm so really just screwed up in the head that uh, people go, "What? Well, then just get to it, get on with it, motherfucker." As it says on Swope's picks, get right. on with it, motherfucker. The wire. That's right. That's yeah. where it comes from. Stringer. So, so uh, then I'm just like, all right, I want to get on with it. So I want to set it up. That's the background on it. I look forward to doing interviews. Now, here's the thing. This is, this is where you are going to get value from listening to the front end. We are now able to do interviews, and, I, and I'm going to be doing them via Zoom. So make guest suggestions. Uh, T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com or DM me on social media. Timothy Michael McKernan on Instagram. T. McKernan on Twitter. Timothy Michael McKernan on Facebook. And we'll see what we can do on it. Um, I'm not looking. I, I, the, what you are about to hear with Joe Buck is what I'm looking to do. Mm-hmm. I like to just kind of fuck off. Right. And we'll get to things, but for the most part, we'll be fucking off. I think I did in the first three years of the podcast the serious interviews that also had certainly, you know, lighthearted moments. But, I mean, we had some kind of hard-hitting interviews, which when I started the podcast, I wasn't expecting. A lot of political, actually. And I'm not against doing those. But I just like Joe and I are on Zoom and we're just bullshitting, you know. And uh, that's more my my style. So, with that said, guest suggestions for the podcast, don't hesitate. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com or DM me on social media. This podcast is made possible by six sponsors. Six sponsors. Six sacred sponsors. TheHomeLoanExpert.com. Studio sponsor. Telemore Do. Guest sponsor. Mark Hanna. Evergreen Wealth Strategies. James Carlton. Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Design Air. Heating and cooling online at DesignAirService.com. And... Munganas St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Munganas St. Louis Acura.com, AltonToyota.com. The Home Loan Expert, Ryan Kelly, has been the title sponsor of uh, both the Ryan Kelly Morning After and the studio sponsor, the Tim McKernan Show, since the inception of this podcast. And I'm telling you this I am a client of all, all these places. I know all of these people. So it's very easy for me to talk about them. And I'm sure there's going to come times where I'm, I'm doing a read for business. I don't know. And I'll tell you if that's the case. In this case, I know everybody on the podcast and I'm clients. Uh, or in the case of Mark Hanna, who I've used as a business advisor, he is Jackson's financial advisor. And I think the world of him. Ryan Kelly, I refinance with him and I've gotten pre approved with him. TheHomeLoanExpert.com. Now, I refinanced, man. Back in like 2000, I don't even know what it would have been. 2005 would be my guess is when I refinanced, not with Ryan Kelly, of course. And it was such a mess of a process. I didn't want to do it again. So then when the time came and I did it with Ryan Kelly and it was so easy, I thought, oh, my goodness, I should have done this sooner. Don't make the same mistake I did. Plus, interest rates are going up. So you're going to want to get it taken care of as soon as possible to save money because those rates are going to go up. 
and you are not going to be able to save as much if you wait. TheHomeLoanExpert.com is where you can get that taken care of. Ryan Kelly and his staff will make wonderful, wonderful, wonderful decisions for you in saving you money and on top of that, getting you pre-approved. If you're going to be buying a home, you get pre-approved. you got to get pre-approved. Ryan Kelly, TheHomeLoanExpert.com. And also our loyal sponsor of Pick 6, which we didn't even talk about, Jackson, but I won Pick 6. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. How did it feel to Venmo me $250? Humbling. Honestly, though. Oh, was a, I was... I wasn't. Uh, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like doing it. And we're at two different points of our lives. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I wouldn't I like fan. doing it. I, I. But you know what it does? I said. I'm. Gonna, I told myself. Remember this feeling. Remember this feeling. You're, you're Stefan Diggs at Arrowhead. Yeah. I said. Remember this feeling when you. You know what happened to Stefan Diggs at Arrowhead? He lost again the next year. Yeah. Well. Uh, I said. I, I said to myself. Remember this feeling when you're flipping a coin, picking games. That's next exactly year. right. And, I was in a weird spot with pick six because if the Bengals would have scored. I, I, I would have lost, even though we, Joe, Joe and I already chopped the pot up, so yeah. the money was taken care of. But as far as title, hey, I wanted to win. Yeah, the crown is yours. Now, I got the money. That's most important, don't get me wrong. But I wanted to, I wanted to win, and I know Joe really wanted to finally have us stop saying he has never won. And uh, alas, right. we can continue to say he's never won. But if the Bengals would have scored even a field goal at the end of that Super Bowl, Joe would have won the season. Uh, because the over would have covered, and I would have lost that bet. But Telemore do the presenting sponsor of the Pick 6 podcast, and uh, now presenting our guests here on the Tim McKernan Show podcast, celebrate your favorite team's touchdowns with Telemore do Irish whiskey. May their feet be swift and their aim true. May the refs be forever in your favor and your whiskey always. Telemore do Telemore do the original triple-blended, triple-distilled, smooth-sipping, Irish whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Please enjoy Tully responsibly. Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey imported by William Grant and Sons, Inc., New York, New York. All right, Jackson, you got to hear what should the people look forward to? What what, what, what was the highlight of you hearing Joe Buck talking it over here on the podcast? You're, uh, just, you're just there in your little Horton Watkins Ledoux studio yeah. recording it. What, uh, what, what was your biggest takeaway? I really liked hearing about Joe's experience at Super Bowl. Yeah, I thought that was not only informative but highly entertaining. entertaining. Yeah, that, that, that is that was that, that's that's a good highlight because everything was built up around the halftime show, and you'll hear why he wasn't a fan. It's all coming up here, Joe Buck on the Tim McKernan show. Welcome back, welcome back to the show, man. I it's like I haven't seen you in years because i haven't seen you in years yeah we really haven't i was thinking about the last i think the last time i saw you i was talking you through your club championship defeat (laughs) and we spent i think about 40 minutes on it and i could have gone another hour uh yeah i mean those those are brutal we got to do better than old golf stories if if i'm (laughs) going to come on this thing again but I'm, i'm happy for you congratulations on number two thank you you guys really crank out good-looking kids. I, I think I speak on behalf of uh, humanity when I say keep going. You know, just keep- I think we're, I think we're going to tap out. I think we're going to wrap it up. I think we're going to wrap it up. I think. How old two, of a fella are you these days? I'm 45 years old. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, I know you had your twins at 49. Am I right? 49. Yeah, you're good like that. Uh, yeah, 49 and. Uh, the math is is terrible when I think about where I'll be when they're doing things in their life where they probably would want their father around, uh, at least participating. Um, 
but as as opposed to at best drooling down my shirt but um hey it is what it is it was either that or they don't come into the world so i guess they'd pick that that's exactly right and that's how that's how i view it as well yeah i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna shut her down i was asked i was legitimately going to ask this how is it different now raising two boys at the in your 50s versus raising two girls with natalie born when you were in your 20s right I natalie imagine. in 90 i was 29 okay uh, no no that's wrong i was uh what's 1996 so you're minus 19 i was like 27. 27 27 it's great two broadcasters doing math i i mean come on i one time i i was texting with uh mike Tarico, huge name drop there and i was watching him do a sunday night game or monday night game whatever he was doing and I said, it just pisses me off because I know you just gave the length of that punt by doing the math in your head. Like if a punter punts it from his own 28 and the guy catches it on the other side of the 50 at that team's 36, I, I could I could be a hostage for three weeks and I couldn't come up with how far that was. And he just does it like right away. And, and I just, my mind does not work like that. I it's, it's like, I need an MRI, but I, I would be more concerned if at one point I could do simple math and now I can't, I could never do simple math. Never so do it, it. It, I could never do it. I was horrible in school, uh, in math, just didn't get any of it. So how do you get that information? Steve Horn glides in and he says that was a 48 yard punt. Is that what no, happens? No, Steve Horn is way above that. I have a guy He's... named Ed Sfida, uh from Philly who went to Villanova, who is my brain in an ill-fitting pair of pants uh, over to my left. He he is unbelievable and and he's good like you know, he's got those numbers right away. How far the punt was, how far the return was. He just puts a slash and you got the punt on the left and the return on the right and and then constantly he's he's even able to kind of step back and look at timeout situations or whatever it might be. So I've got so much support around me when I'm doing an NFL game. There's really no reason to make any kind of clerical mistakes there may be editorial mistakes but that's kind of where horn comes in like what are the what are the points that are that are worthwhile bringing up and where do you go in history to compare what's going on with let's say uh the year that tom brady's having compared to the year that george blanda had back uh when he was 94 and playing quarterback so it's those are the things that i use steve for history medicine politics uh whatever the numbers that's ed Sfida. that's what he that's where he comes into play i have to tell you this and i think you know this but i am a huge fan of daddy issues your podcast with oliver hudson i truly am and i know you're going to shake your head and you're going to go no but i love the podcast do you love doing the podcast? i love listening to you too and i love when you guys just bullshit too i like that and you got great guests but i like when you guys just bullshit yeah, I, I think we've kind of settled on the fact that it's paying us exactly nothing. So, uh, you know, they no are reason- commercials. you should be getting something y- you would think. I don't know when those bills come due. I mean, we're two years into this thing and I think I've made maybe eight thousand dollars on the whole venture. Wow. But um, yeah, we, we do it because we love talking to each other and it's fun and it's good for me to kind of 
take my career into my own hands and say things that is are now recorded that someday will be thrown back in my face as as I uh, you know whatever get canceled. But uh, I, I we like to have fun and we're good friends. We've become better friends through the podcast, which is nice. Um, so we love doing it, but where we settled on was why bother friends of ours or try to book guests when eventually that bill comes due. Now you're doing, you know, podcasts all over the place for Strahan or Smartlist or whatever, which that was a blast doing, but you're just constantly doing podcasts for everybody else because they came on yours and it's not really getting us anything. So we might as well just sit and bullshit and, and have fun and piss our wives off by the things we say. Uh, this last one that just came out this week, if this one doesn't get me divorced for a second time, nothing will. I mean, it, the stuff I we say. I on the way out to the station this morning. You talking about Michelle being irritated with you because you left the Super Bowl early and you didn't want to go to the Bieber party. Bieber lip syncing. I yeah. talking the language of love. And I'm telling you, I can't get enough of it. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. Michelle and I are just we're, we're the the languages of love, which that's Oliver's big thing right. as he's um, waxing poetic about that garbage. And his language of love is touch and his wife's language of love is acts of service. And my language of love is evidently touch. If Michelle comes up and touches me on the shoulder or the neck without me asking for it. But but me, I'm just like all over her. And that is her anti-language of love. That's her her language of hate. So then she spins on me like, stop grabbing me. But she wants to dance in our room at the end of the night when the boys are asleep. And Is that a nightly event? Because I saw Oliver, or I listened to Oliver break that down with you. Yeah, no. comes in and they break it down. No, I mean, would she like it to be a nightly event? Yes. Can I muster the courage to do that more than once a month? No. And I'm way too insecure to dance with her even when it's only the two of us um that's kind of the sad state of my mind well i love i seriously love the podcast and i was wondering what it would be like if even even your peers like if nance or al michaels or whoever else is on the on the current level of 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 you and in the in the world of sports casting were to do this but you do this those guys don't do this. And even if they did, they wouldn't do it like you are doing it. And I yeah. think that's a great thing. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of like when I wrote a book, you know, if you're going to write a book, why hold things back? If you, I mean, you have to talk about things like raising kids and you have to talk about things like going through a divorce and what it was like being my dad's son in St. Louis and what it's like with the social media stuff that I deal with and being the national guy and not the local guy. And, all of that. And and the same way with a podcast. If if I'm coming on to this or my own podcast and being just guarded the entire time, it's boring. I now that comes with a price because we live in a world now where even unintended uh you know comments that that can offend uh, can can get you in a lot of trouble. And so you you have to walk that line still. I can't say all the things that I do or all the things that cross my mind, but I, I at least push it further than I would when I'm doing a national broadcast, which is probably not smart because everything goes everywhere. So if I say something stupid and somebody picks it up, it's going to go everywhere anyway. So 
but I, but I have more fun that way and, and I'll do it until I get in trouble and then I'll go live somewhere else and never see anybody again. <laughs> it's like the Larry Sanders show relocating to Montana. Yes. Uh, did you, did you ever, uh, have you been scolded? And even if you were, you probably wouldn't say it, but I feel obligated to ask it. I hope no, no, I know when you go on pardon my take or whatever you're doing. No, I think, well, first of all, when I did pardon my take, that was set up by Fox, by Fox oh. PR. So I, that was not them reaching out to me or reaching out to some publicist that I employ. That was through Fox PR. And, and when I was on there, I was like, cause I had never heard of it the first time I went on and I didn't know what the tone of the show was. And immediately you're just in there basically fighting for your life and scrapping with these guys. And I was like, okay, yeah, you want to go here? I'll fucking go here right now. And, and then afterward I was like, did I just go to some place that I shouldn't have? But then I, I took some solace in that Fox set it up. So um, that that didn't really concern me after that. I would say that that's the one great thing. And there are many, but that's a great thing about working at Fox. They, they let me kind of do my own thing and they trust me to really make the right decision. And they know my heart. I mean, they know that I'm I'm not out to offend. I'm not out to say stuff just to get a reaction. I'm not looking for the quote unquote hot take. So. They, they they trust my judgment that way until they I give them reason not to. And so far, I haven't. Yeah, well, daddy issues, I, I am a huge, legitimately huge. When I see a pop of my phone on Thursday mornings, I'm settling in, man. I'm settling in. I, well, I, I feel like, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's funny you say that on Thursday morning because at 3 o'clock in the morning, I woke up. And I started thinking about, we had just recorded the podcast that night before, and I started thinking about some of the things that I said with regard to Michelle and her inability to really ever finish a book that she starts or whatever. And it, it, I was like, God, she's, you know, she's great and she's going to laugh at most of this stuff, but that's really going to piss her off. So uh, Oliver saying something else that I, I can't, and Oliver has no inhibition with anything. And, and that's I'm, why it works so well, because you guys are like a foil. You have a foil. I do. And it's, it is kind of like the odd couple and, and he can, he's the sloppy pot smoking actor guy and I'm the straight laced Felix. And so it works that way. But I, at three o'clock in the morning, I'm texting our editor that puts this thing out online or whatever he does. And I said, I don't know if you're up. It was one o'clock. I said, if you're up, will you take this little chunk out? Cause I just, I can't have this out there. Michelle's going to kill me. And he did. And then you see it pop up on your phone on Thursday and you're, you're not seeing the full, full Monty on that one. It, it, it has been, uh, it has been edited. Hope you're enjoying our conversation with Joe Buck here on the Tim McKernan Show podcast. This podcast is made possible by loyal sponsors such as Munganest, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, the longtime sponsor of both Ryan Kelly Morning After and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. And I am a very happy Munganest, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota client. Matter of fact, I am driving an Acura from St. Louis Acura, and I recommend you do the same. You'll be working with the great Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson at Munganass St. Louis Acura. And if you would like a connection, I like to connect. So email me, tmckernan at insidestl.com, or DM me on social media, Timothy Michael McKernan on Instagram, and T. McKernan on Twitter, and I'll connect you with Jamie or Clayton, and you will get the best service 
in the business. It's Mungan S. StLouisAccurate.com, AltonToyota.com for new, for pre-owned, or to get your car serviced. Even if you didn't get your car from Mungan S., they'll take care of you. It's Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. And also, another place where I am a client, Design Air Heating and Cooling. The wonderful Seth Goldcamp installed the system in our home and it changed the world for us. So comfortable. Design Air Heating and Cooling is online at designairservice.com. You go to the website and you see the little Book Now tab up in the upper right-hand corner. And now you are working with one of their service techs so quickly. Same deal as Mungan asked. If you want a connection with Seth, email me, DM me, and I'll connect you. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com or Timothy Michael McKernan on Instagram, T. McKernan on Twitter. And I'm more than happy to make the introduction. I've done it. Plenty of times with both Munganast and Design Air Heating and Cooling. I work with these companies, so I know firsthand how good they are, and I'm hoping you will have the same experience as me. That's why I want to make sure you get the introduction to have that experience, because if you're doing business with them, you're having a positive experience. It's Munganast, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota, and it's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Now back to our conversation with Joe Buck. All right, I want to ask you a couple of things um, that I, I know that you get asked a lot, but I but I was hoping you could maybe give me just take take the guard Something down. Something new? Uh, yeah, like like when you said about uh, when you were on when we went through when we went through the club championship thing um, with regards to baseball. Now you know as we or as we were talking, they're at a work stoppage. I'm curious on this because I'm sure you go people ask you when's it going to be over, as if you have any clue or uh, you know any any preference one way or the other i'm sure sooner rather than later but from your perspective how has the game changed since you called your first world series in 96 versus now because for me personally and i know you can't say this but it, it seems like it's it's changed to the sense that i'm not as into it as i was and i'm sure that comes with age but i also feel the game has changed totally You're calling world series what do you what do you see there and what can they do to perhaps re-engage well here's the funny thing and and this is a new phenomenon that i I think john smoltz and i really have found out i don't want to say the hard way because i don't on many levels i don't really care because i've done it long enough and i've done 24 world series and next year will be my 25th and and that's the way that math works out uh and i'm just like hey i i'm i'm allowed to have an opinion too and and i baseball is well aware that something has to change with once the inning starts like they forever they've been worried about time of game we got the time of game from three hours and six minutes down to three hours and two minutes on average who cares that's not the issue that's nfl games are three hours nobody complains that the game's too long that's not the problem the problem is and the players know this the owners really know this is the lack of action and and it's become so analytically driven it just shows in some ways how smart analytics are because they have ways of putting nine guys out there to give that defense the best chance to make plays on baseballs except for the ones that fly over the wall and so consequently you know with the shifts and everything else that had happened uh there's a lot less action and you know you're asking me this at a great time because last night I hosted an event for Ozzy yep. uh, downtown where you see the 1982 team come to life. He had the infield there with him. Whitey was there at the age of 90 
And uh, Keith Hernandez was there via satellite. He just had hip surgery and killed him to not be there. But there's Ozzy and Tommy Herr and Kenny Elberkfell and and Keith Hernandez. Jim Cott came in. Yeah, He's going into the Hall of Fame. And just to research for 10 minutes before I went out there, actually it was 26 minutes and 39 seconds, however long the 1982 uh, year-end film was, you start looking at, at what baseball was in the early 80s. And it's an entirely different game. The Cardinals were a thrilling team, and they yeah. hit 67 home runs as a team that year. Tommy Herr in 1985 drove in 110 runs and hit eight home runs. He's the wow. last National Leaguer to knock in over 100 runs with less than 10 home runs. And that's because they got guys on base. They moved them over. They got runs driven in without benefit of a hit, without waiting for the long ball. What I started to say earlier was, for some reason now, if John Smoltz or I say anything like, this game needs to look at the lack of action and, and you know, analytics are great. I mean, even Whitey was talking about analytics are great, but that can't be the only thing you look at to make a lineup or to make in-game decisions. And, and then all of a sudden, we're the get-off-my-lawn guys, and, and you hate the game. It's actually the, op the opposite. I love the game of baseball. I just don't know that this version of it is really what anybody hoped it would be uh, after after all the analytics got piled into this game. Now, home runs are great. I love calling them. I love watching them. Fans love seeing them. But there's not 10 home runs a game. It's, it's you know, a couple. And, and then otherwise, it's a lot of standing around. So I, I everybody knows that the pace needs to be picked up that, you know, the ability to hit the ball the other way has got to come back into the game. The stolen base is gone. Um, th there are little subtle things that always added up to make baseball great that have been kind of phased out because of the way it's played now. And, uh, you know, Whitey talked about it with me last night. He's still so sharp and so in love with the game. He said what I've always said, call strikes. That, that's the only way to speed this thing up. And, and, you know, you start looking at the 1982 uh, highlight reel and Daryl Porter's receiving pitches that are clearly outside that strike three and nobody's standing around arguing about it. You just move on. Like, so calling strikes, I, I think they may have to ban the shift, which I, I was never, you know, like these guys can't figure out how to hit the ball the other way, but I guess they can't. So, yeah. you know, go back if you can and, and get some action going on the bases. That's what makes baseball the greatest game on earth. So do you think that anything will come out of the work stoppage with regard to on-field play that could help the game? Is that one of the things you think could come out of it, the banning of the shift? Or do you think they're just going to try to settle economics and then just get through this? I, I think the economics are such a big part of it that this other stuff probably gets lost in the wash. But yeah. you know this as well as I do. The commissioner's had the ability over the last couple of years to institute some things, and he didn't do it, like pitch clock and and banning shifts. I know they want to make bigger bases. Um which I guess is something that they can agree to on. Uh, but for the most part, you know, the universal DH, that'll be in there. But it, but it's more economics. And when can a young player earn more money in arbitration? And when is a player free to be a free agent? And th those those two pieces are so far apart at the at the moment, you know, the, the actual on-field product and, and what they could change to, to expedite the action or ramp up the action, I think. I hope it gets talked about, but I, I don't know that it will.
Uh, you were at the Super Bowl. You got to see the Rams win the Super Bowl. You know how uh, that played in, in the St. Louis metropolitan area. Um, taking, attempting to take that out of the equation, what was, uh, what was the experience like and uh, what is the facility like and what was your experience like? uh at uh, the rams and Bengals, it, it was it was you know that stadium's unbelievable it's it's beautiful and i i know that people hear that's like a knife to the heart but that you know that doesn't really have anything to do with st louis i know that they're out there and they left st louis and i was extremely vocal at the time uh probably potentially at my own peril um, because I work for a network and they're based in LA and Stan Kroenke is bringing his team to Los Angeles and some team was going to end up there, but I, I didn't like the way it went down. And, and I, I, you know, I don't back off that, but, but I have to move on. So, you know, I'm out there calling a championship game or week 18 against San Francisco. And then I went as a fan, I was out there with Michelle and I was out there with my daughter, Trudy and her boyfriend, uh, Christian Fisher. And, we went to the game and had a blast. I mean, it's it's a massive facility that took forever to get into from the parking lot. But when you walk in and you're sitting there and we were, I don't know, 10, 15 rows behind Kanye and uh, Judd Apatow and his wife, Leslie Mann. And, you know, it's you're break. We walking to our seat. Tracy Morgan's one inch from me on the right. Uh you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a different experience. So we had, we had fun, but, but Michelle and I left early, as you said, as you heard, we, you know, I was like, I'm, I, I don't care who wins this game. And uh, we already saw the halftime, which for us stunk because it was played to the entire other half of the stadium. So that's the only reason why my wife wanted to really go to the game was for halftime, but uh, all in all, it was a nice experience. And, uh, you know, it's it's good to go as a fan, knowing that I'm going to do it next year as a broadcaster. Is it is Was it irritating while the halftime? Were you sitting there going, oh, my God, we're not going to be able to see the halftime show, minus the few times Snoop would pop up on top yeah, of Yeah, I was fear- – I, yeah, I, well, I was pissed. I was like, I spent a ton of money for these seats. And – the the music the the actual lyrics were so drowned out it was so bass heavy and you know it, it's as oliver said in the podcast and he's right that's an event that's done for tv and oh by the way if you're in the stadium you get to see it but it was i'm sure a hundred times better watching it on television my daughter my other daughter's texting us this is amazing and i'm like oh it is i all i'm <laughs> looking at are like wooden crates that they're that that are you know, the backs of them are to us. I, I didn't see any of it. Was Michelle irritated? No, she's like, you know, this is unbelievable. I'm like, no, it's not. You can't hear it. And she's like, well, I mean, the sound's not that good, but this is, oh my, oh, look, there's Dr. Dre. And, and then he <laughs> popped back down and he's gone and he's in this box that the back of it is to us. I, yes, that, if that's great. Okay. I'm glad she was happy. Were you able to see 50 Cent hanging as if it were the start of In the Club in 2003? Um, I, I saw it on the video screen, even though I, I theoretically was within 80 yards of, of it actually happening. It just was happening to the other side of the stadium. So um, it was like doing golf for me. I'm, I'm one inch from it, but I'm not really watching any of it live. I was just watching it on the, the big screen instead of uh, actually just just sitting there watching the this show 
you did leave early. Uh, when was this a third quarter exit? Was this a fourth quarter exit? No, this was fourth quarter. This proves I didn't care who won the game. I, it was it was Cincinnati was winning when right. we left, and uh, when we got in the cab, and I'm telling you, you this hailed guy, the cab outside of. So well, we, we went, was, yeah, we, you know, we right hailed there, a cab for them right there. Yeah. And, uh, the, the Uber line was crazy. And I, I had Uber after Uber cancel on me. Cause I'm sure they got near there and like, what the hell's going on? Oh, it's the Super Bowl, And it, you know, it was <laughs> hundreds of cars lined up and somehow we found a cab. And then I was like, is there something on my phone that can watch the end of this game? Hulu, Hulu. I mean, it's like an ad for Hulu. Uh, I went to Hulu Live, and there it was, and we watched the last touchdown, and Al and Chris, and we were in the hotel like one minute later. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of sad. If you if you knew, I mean, the total for these tickets, and I'm so tired of talking about buying these tickets, but I bought the tickets, and uh, they were not cheap for four seats near i've heard you discuss the the number and if you want to reveal reveal if you don't you don't but yes it was not in an expense twenty four thousand dollars there it is sixty two hundred sixty two hundred a ticket times four i mean you're you're dropping down 25k now you took and i didn't care to be there i just wanted to be with my daughter and my wife and my daughter trudy went with you right trudy Trudy went with us yes okay did she enjoy it uh, she did. Yeah. Okay. Good. She did. So her boyfriend plays for the Arizona Coyotes. How about um, that? You're, you're that? a fan of your daughter's. You're a fan of your daughter's significant others, and isn't that a nice thing? Oh my God, it's such. Couldn't a that have been, have been a dumpster fire? Yeah, I mean, yes, and I I love their significant others more than I love them a lot of the times. Uh, so natalie's boyfriend bobby chapchak st louis kid they live in new york um it's only a matter of time on that one and then trudy is a senior at usc and christian's been in the league for five years or whatever the number is and he's only 24 years old so uh yeah it's it's been fun watching his career getting to know him and and it's weird because i'm always in a position where i'm like okay this is a professional athlete and i love hanging with him playing golf having drinks with him wait a minute, he's dating my daughter. Like I shouldn't, <laughs> there should be more of a separation of church and state here, but I, I, I really like him. So yes, they had a great time and her roommate at USC, that girl, Chloe, her dad owns the Edmonton Oilers and they have a suite there. So even more frustrating is we could have just gone to the game and sat in their suite, which we did for a while instead of in these stupid high price <laughs> seats. But we, but you we were near two chains. You got a chance to hang out with two chains. Yeah, hang out with. <laughs> yeah, hang out with. We hung out with two chains. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Joe Buck talking it over here on the Tim McKernan Show. The Tim McKernan Show is made possible by loyal sponsors such as James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Before I even started the podcast, James Carlton came up to me and said, I want to be on board. And I said, that's great, man. Well, guess what? I wasn't even a client of James Carlton's. I barely knew James Carlton. And now I've been so impressed. And this is like a year or two after, after starting the podcast. So it wasn't, hey, I'll advertise if you switch. That wasn't the deal. It's not the way the man works. I thought to myself, well, actually, here's how it worked. My dad said, you know, you got to be with the best when it comes to all of your stuff. You got to make sure you're taking care of your family. And I thought, yeah. 
I got to make the switch to James Carlton because he really is the best. So I did. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. That's James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency in Webster Groves. He is local and he can take great care of you like he has for me and my family. And at this point, a huge number of both Ryan Kelly morning after uh, and Tim McKernan show listeners. So I recommend him wholeheartedly and I'm coming from a place of experience. Speaking of experience with an advertiser, ladies and gentlemen, look, making his first appearance on this podcast uh, for a client in the middle of an interview, Action Jackson, who is a Mark Hanna client, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Talk to him, Action Jackson. Talk to him. I'm not only happy that I'm a Mark Hanna client, Tim, I'm thankful I'm a Mark Hanna client because he's the best. You know, what he does, what Mark does for you is he's going to learn about you individually because there's a bunch of plans out there for people that might work for someone and it might work not work for somebody. And an, an easy an easy job would just be, hey, this worked for this guy at your age, so you do it. That's not what Mark does. He learns about you individually. He learns about where you are in life, what your goals are, where you want to be in five, ten years. And from there, what Mark will do is he'll educate you on the best plan for you individually. And then every six months to a year, Mark's going to give you a call and he says, you know, do you have any new goals? Do you have, you know, something you that came up that you want to work on with me? And that's why I like Mark Hanna so much, on top of him just being an incredibly great person. I love working with Mark Hanna, and you'll love working with him too. So if you don't have anyone, give Mark Hanna a call. He'll get you straightened out. And if you already have somebody, I consider making the switch because Mark really is that good. Mark Hanna, 314-889-0503, or go online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Back to Joe Buck. Tell me about, if, if you would be so kind, uh, overall with where things are. With it. You have the baseball, you got the football, of course. You did Jeopardy. Are you looking to do more? Are you looking to do less? I know one time you did an interview with me, and you just, because you were comfortable, and you're like, I don't know if I want to keep doing baseball. And then the next thing you know, what Richard Dyche is writing about me and you bullshitting, like on right. a, you know, on a yeah. stage. So I don't want to create that. But, you know. I would think that the podcast and the success of at least what I thought was a really good show with the audience network, with the interviews, it's clear you could obviously do more, but maybe you're like, ah, I'm good. I don't want to do more. So what are you thinking? Yeah, no, I, I think where I sit right now is, is a great mix. You know, Fox uh, is, is good with me on kind of making my baseball schedule. Um, October's a lot, but now Thursday night football goes away. So that's Are you good. happy about that deep down inside? Yeah. And, and I would have been, I have no problem saying it just cause it's a lot, it's, it's a lot of travel and, and then you mix in the LCS and the world series in October at the same time. And I remember my dad, all that stuff's going on. Are you dying? Like, are you like physically? And I love like, it. The majority of me loves it, but at the end of it, it's like, you know, yeah. and then, it's, Oh, we've got two and a half months left of the NFL season. So you got to crank it back up. But I remember my dad when I was little um, saying to somebody, and I didn't get it then, but I sure as hell get it now. He said, I've been traveling so much. I passed myself in the airport the other day. And I was like, I, I get it now because, you know, you it's one of those where you wake up day after day in October and it takes you a minute to remember where you are and, and what you're doing that night. So um, I, I you know, yeah. I'm going to ask this, but I bet how many, how many podcasts a week do you think you're doing? I'm curious. I'm going to set the over under at 10 and a half. Oh my God. No, really? No. Okay. All right. No, well, it makes, I, it makes me feel a little more special. 
No, I, I do. I do mine once a week and I will add on maybe one other. Oh, okay. All right. All but right. you know, with three and a half year old twins and, and you know how it goes. Um, I, getting down here to my office is hard. And when yeah. you plan it, you know, like I'm talking to you and I'm looking at the clock cause I got to pick the boys up at their nursery school and, uh, Michelle's in Denver cause her dad's in the hospital and it's just, you know, it's just life gets in the way. Right. So, right. you know, coming, I, if I'm going to go on somebody's podcast, I want to give them everything I've got. And, and I've done that with, we did it one time with Jason Bateman, uh, on our podcast and his assistants like, well, Jason's shooting that day, but he loves you guys. So he's going to do it from the car on the way to the airport. I'm like, no, Don't no. Do We'll wait. I don't care if we wait a year. Yeah. I'm not talking to Jason Bateman while he's in a car on our podcast. It's well, that's what I, when I was saying to you. I know you've got what you talked about with Michelle. You've been public with, with her dad's situation. And obviously, you're taking care of the boys, too, while she's out of town. I'm like, don't worry about it, man. I don't want you to, you know, I want to be able to to bullshit with you and comfortably. And so I'm just like, I don't want you to feel like you got to do it. But you that's know? just the way I I, I would rather... You know, do it, get it done, and and help somebody out. Yeah, and so, if I commit to something, then I'm all in. But it's it's getting harder and harder to get me to commit because it just kind of consumes me. Sure. And, and so, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm not worn out. I'm smart enough to know that with a podcast. You got to be a good person when you do what I do. If you're going to go on these, you got to go on and, and give it. But I, I'm I'm just not trying to add a bunch during the week. Totally, totally understood. Now, I'm asking this. I'm sure you're getting asked it on your one or two appearances when you do these things. But I'm asking it more because I know you're friends with him about what Aikman's going to do. You know, um, I, I, honestly, hand to God, because um, I do get asked it a lot. And I did just spend a lot of time with him in la at yeah. the super bowl um i don't know i i don't know how this is going to shake out i can i can also hand to god uh and say on the health of my kids i've not talked to fox for one second about any of it which is surprising to me on one hand uh on the other that's troy's business and right. he's a 50 whatever he is five-year-old man that um, that has the ability as a broadcaster after 21 years at Fox and 20 years doing the main game with me uh, to to explore options. So I don't know. I don't know what the options the I don't know the option that that will fit him best. But I just I always hope it's with me. But yeah. I can't control that. So I just have to kind of sit here and twiddle my thumbs. Yeah, and I, and I didn't, but then when I, I asked it poorly because it made it sound like I was asking what's he going to do, which of course, even if you knew, and I'm not saying you do, you're not going to say anyway out of respect for the thing. But how important is it for you for it to be? I mean, you have a great relationship with with him. I mean, he really is a, a close friend, and so I, I, I just think this. It's a. I'm mean, sure you'll be able to do it. You've had a bunch of different partners, but I'm just like, I wonder how important that is to you internally. There's just a comfort there that in today's media landscape and and kind of the ratcheted up pressure that comes with the job and and most of it's self-induced the pressure but i i feel like it's a different job than it was 
20 years ago. I, really? I feel like it's Why more, there's more pressure involved and, and there's, there's, you know, it's not just social media. I, I think there's very little margin for error in these games. So how important is it? It's just, it, it eliminates kind of the unknown for me. I know after 20 years where Troy's going, he knows where I'm going. He knows when I'm going there. I know when he's going there and, and I know kind of how he watches a game and I know, the few things that I'll feed him during the course of the game is stuff that he wants and the stuff that I could potentially feed him. And I don't, I know he doesn't want cause I'm, I'm driving him into a corner to respond to what I'm asking him instead of letting him just have free reign to talk about what he wants. So that's all stuff that develops over time. And uh, I think people know when they hear us on air that we're actually legitimately good friends. Cause we, I think that comes through. And, and so, Hey, if it changes and now I'm working with somebody else, I'll try to develop that as fast as I can. But, but this is just a known quantity and that's hard to see walk out the door if that does happen. Yeah. All right. We'll wrap it up here. Cause I know you do have to go. I'm truly curious how your golf game is because I am enamored with this kind of stupid shit, but I really am. Um, I, I don't know. I it's It's been kind of hit or miss lately, and, and I'm finding, to answer the next part of your question, uh, what am I working on? I'm working on the lower part of my body, and I don't know if it's because I've had two back surgeries. Oh, um, have you I really? Know, I didn't know you had that. Yeah, a while ago. Okay. Um, but I think I got into bad habits of letting my base just kind of collapse and, and my hip move a lot. And instead of turning my upper body against a solid foundation, I think nice. it's just kind of become mushy. And, and when you have no leg integrity, uh, then I, I think, you know, cause so you're not, you're not really creating any force. You're, it just becomes, so I've lost all my power. Now I'm working on kind of keeping my, knee right hip locked in as much as i can in the swing so i can turn against it and try to refine my power so that that's what i'm working on i can't wait for the weather to turn here in Uh, st louis so that i can get out and really get after that but forever i've worked and worried about my backswing and i feel like my backswing's actually good uh but it's it's not where it needs to be because it's turn it's i'm turning against nothing so there's no stopping my swing Best player you've ever played with? Who have you been lucky enough to play with? Uh, Phil. Oh, you have played with Phil. Played with Phil. I played you with. Got him couple. before he headed over to Saudi Arabia. That was good that you got him before he headed. Yeah, over. yeah, and all that stuff. Uh, Phil's probably the the most highly decorated player I've ever played with. I mean, I played with all my Fox guys, you know, Fax and uh, and Azinger and all those yeah, guys. But, but he puts for the round, I assume. Yeah, he's unbelievable, and he makes it look so pretty and easy. Um, uh, played with Rom, played with John Rom. Oh, did you really? Yes. Now, how, how did that compare and contrast the, to playing with Phil? Um, uh, I mean, is their game both are? Fin- I chipped in in front of Phil, which is kind of one of the, my. Uh, that was nice. It was like just what off the green chipped in is like whoa good action i was like can you hold on let me get my phone out can you say that again uh into my phone but i yeah so that was uh that was nice but rom rom didn't say much but he's a wonderful guy got to meet his wife too and she's terrific and and he's just very no nonsense almost 
shy, you know, and, and, really? uh, and boy, he, I mean, he just, as you see, he's got the turn of, you know, no turn whatsoever and just bombs the ball. It's I just, know. it's <laughs> phenomenal to watch. How important is it to Michelle that you win the club championship this year? I mean, is that something that she's like for her time? peace of mind? Yeah. <laughs> to her, it's a zero to her without putting up with my bullshit. It's a 10. So, uh, I will not win the club championship. I think that you already now you've already announced that you will not be winning this year. I got to the finals. That's as good as I'm going to do. I, I am pretty much certain of that. Is that right? You've peaked. Yeah. I peaked. Have you, did you ever get to scratch? Uh, I mean, my my index is like one point something, and it makes me throw up because I'm so not that. And I cannot, no matter how much I play, get it above, you know, these low numbers where I'm just handing out money. I just, I'm like an ATM at the end of the thing. <laughs> That's I got the same thing going on. Too. So bad. My handicap yeah, is yeah. not representative of who and what I am. People well, are like, what's your handicap? I'm like, uh, I don't know. What's a one yeah. something index? They're like, whoa. And I was like, yeah, whoa. It's not good. <laughs> I'm going to be putting up an 80 and paying you off at the end of the round. Yes. Well, I know you got to go. Thank you for fitting us in, especially everything that's going on. I hope everything um, is is okay with Michelle and, and her dad. And uh, thank you so much for for taking time to uh, to talk it over. Great seeing you, brother. All right, buddy. You're the best. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Joe. Take it Bye. easy, man. All right. See ya. There it is. Jackson, it's in the books. Do something about it. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it's like a Sports <laughs> Center update coming to the podcast. 49ers. Uh, Joe Buck in the books here, presented by Telemore Do Irish Whiskey in the Home Loan Expert.com studios. Enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed BSing with him, and uh, I could do, I could talk with him forever. Yeah, he's great. And I, and I have, and I, and I really honestly, I've, I don't even like going down the, the two, I think what I asked, two sports questions. If that, I mean. I asked about the work stoppage. I really, but I didn't want to go like, what do you think? Because I know it's like, he doesn't know. I don't know. No, so yeah. It's, speculating. And by the right. time people listen to it, it's over. But what do you think about the game? Because you called the World Series in 96 when the Yankees beat the Braves. Almost was the Cardinals. And, uh, and now you're calling it here. What do you think? And he shares the opinion. And he just happened to MC that thing for the 1982 World Series. Yeah. And that was just a totally different game. God, I wish that could come back. Oh, I think it would be so good for the game of baseball. I don't see it happening, but... And I'm talking about stolen bases and triples and... Manufactured runs. Yeah. And a lighter strike zone. I don't know. That, that Anyway, and then on the Aikman thing, that wasn't about like, hey, reveal on the podcast what Troy Aikman's going to do, as if that would ever happen. But more, I know he's friends with Troy. Like, they're really close. And so it's got to be something that kind of is on Joe's mind in a major way because this is his broadcast partner calling NFL games, including the Super Bowl, as you heard him say, next year if Troy doesn't come back to Fox. And in reading an article on the situation, Troy has very little appetite to do both Thursday and Sunday. Understandable. Yeah. Quick turnaround. So I don't know what that means for Joe. So, I don't know. Maybe it means Troy's just going to do the Sunday thing and leverage the Amazon thing, and, right. and away we go. But uh, either way, yeah, they're really close. So they're they're super close. Um, and, and maybe you're like, well, of course they are, but that's not the way that it necessarily always works out. I think Nance and Romo are close. I do think they are close. Uh-huh. 
Um, I think Madden and Summerall were close. I'm trying to think of a broadcast team where they weren't necessarily close. But uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck are, are close, and so that would be uh, – that would be an adjustment for him there. Um, I enjoyed it. I love doing it. I look forward to doing more of these. That's the bottom line. And I'm glad we can bring them back. So I, I've, over the course of the last couple of years, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I received hundreds of emails, but I certainly received a number of emails asking when we we're going to get back in interviews. And uh, so having Joe initiate it was perfect. And now with all the talent here at Hubbard, there are a number of people here. Oh, who yeah. I kind of before, I'm like, oh, I get it. I'd love to have the person on, but I know it would be a weird thing because we're at KFNS and they're at Hubbard and it might make it weird. So I'll look forward to, uh, to that. But any suggestions you have, who do you want to hear from? And who you want to hear from and who I actually may want to interview or I just don't have a rapport with and I think it might be a stiff interview. You know, you don't know, but you got to shoot to score. So if you have somebody, T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com or DM me on social media. Thank you to Ryan Kelly, our studio sponsor at TheHomeLoanExpert.com. Thank you to Tullamore Dew, our guest sponsor here on The Tim McKernan Show. And thank you to James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson of Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota, and Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling Online at Design Air service.com for action jackson i'm tim mckernan thank you for listening to the tim mckernan show podcast peloton let's go this holiday with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors we're gonna pick it up a notch it's the holiday season you might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes from running to cycling to yoga try peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.